0: Hello friends, we oh, yeah. are, I love it when God moves and changes the plan and, whew, you all doing good? Great, isn't God good, hey? Yes, 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 oh, yeah yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, thank you to everybody that was uh, involved last week in uh, the Embrace Day in Durham, particularly to Justin. and. Kelly and the team, what an amazing day! What a great testimony, Susan and Tony. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. God is so good. We we just every time we think we know how good He is, He just blows our minds. So, who wants to mind blown? Ah. Okay. So um, this uh, in March we are um, looking at uh, starting a miracle center. So we've been doing some training and some other things in the lead up to it. We're continuing to do that. Um, But, uh, you know, on a Monday night, we have our burning, uh, night of burning, which is we're partnering with Burn 24-7, which is a wonderful ministry, prayer and worship. And uh, we meet Monday nights here in this building from 7 to 11.30, and you're all Welcome. If you want to worship and you want to pray on a Monday night, you're very welcome. We also meet, uh, there's, well I say we, but 6am, not me, 6am until about 2 or 3 um, uh, here as well on a Thursday. So you're all welcome. I know some of you got jobs it's a little hard to get to for that, but you know, you're, you're all welcome. We're just hungry for more of God, right? We're hungry for more of an experience of, of the reality of who he is and who we are in him. You know, when we, I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible, I mean, I love the word of God, but I'm always, when I finished it, when I read it, particularly if I'm reading the gospels, I'm dissatisfied with my experience because my experience is way below the truth. And so one of the things that we're believing for is an outbreak, is an increase in, in uh, the anointing for miracles, signs, and wonders for, for healing, not necessarily just progressive, but like healing that people get completely set free from cancer. How many of you would love to see that? or people coming out of wheelchairs, or people that are, um, you know, have been struggling with mental illness being set free, people that ha- have uh, autism, severe autism, that would just get completely transformed and come into their right minds. Wouldn't that be glorious? Wouldn't that be amazing? That's what we read in the, in the Bible. If you just want to read a very quick summary, Matthew chapter 4, it just says, Jesus went about doing good, healing all the sick. And setting everybody free that was oppressed by demons and setting the epileptics free and all of that. And we want to see more. So I want to invite you to stand, if you would, please. And I want to ask you to get into groups of two or three. And here's what I want us to do. I want us to pray and ask the Lord for more miracles. Okay? So gather into your groups together. Together. And just pray. There's no such thing as, you know, you just need to pray. Don't have to worry about how good your prayer is when you're praying with someone else. But get into groups and pray and ask the Holy Spirit for more miracles, for signs and wonders that we would see people with cancer getting healed. We would see people with broken bones getting healed. We would see eyes being opened. Come on, so just start to pray. Now I'm going to carry on praying, but you guys just pray. ha. Father, increase the anointing for the miraculous upon us and around us. Father, increase. We're here as your body, the Ecclesia, as your legislative body on the earth. And we're just declaring and decreeing an increase in signs and wonders. We're declaring and decreeing an increase in miracles, in the miraculous working of heaven. Kingdom of God, come. We're asking you, Lord, for cancer patients to be completely healed. We're asking you, Lord, for people that are in wheelchairs, coming out of wheelchairs. We're asking you, Lord, for blood disorders to be healed. We're asking for back pain to be healed and headaches to be healed. We're asking for deliverance, Lord. We're asking for an increase. People are struggling with mental torment, mental illnesses. We're asking for freedom and increase, God. Okay, why don't you take a moment now and just look at the other person in the eye and just declare over them, increase. Anointing in Jesus' name. Increase the anointing in Jesus' name. Ha. Why don't you say this to them? You were born for signs, wonders, and miracles. You were born for signs, wonders, and miracles. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Increase. Increase. Have a look at them and say, hey, you were born for increase. There's more. You were born for more. Okay, I want to invite anybody that was um, involved on Monday, this last Monday night in the Miracle um, Center training. Any, can you, who was involved in, miracle, in the event with um, Daniel and Joanne? Joanne is our pastoral care pastor. Daniel is uh, on staff and leading our, our Miracle Center as well. Who was involved in that training? Can you put your hand up on Monday night? There's like four, five of you. Can I ask you to be really brave and come to the front? please. You know, how many of you, well, so here's the thing, when we, when we, you know, it's one thing to be trained and equipped, it's another thing to be activated. And to be, when you get activated, you can have a seat if you want, when you're activated to actually have opportunity to put that into practice. And so I'm going to put these guys on the spot, they haven't, we haven't prepared this, we haven't rehearsed this, but, um, I've just, when I, this morning as I was preparing, I just feel like there's a couple of us here that have uh, words of knowledge. We've been practicing words of knowledge for healing. This morning we did this in the first service, and we saw people that had, um, it was a word of knowledge about knees, a right knee, and I think at least two or three people got healed from a knee issue. Uh, we had some people that uh, had, had a word of knowledge about mental torment, and a number of people got really touched. And, um, and so, guys, who of you has, a, has a, uh, a word of knowledge about healing in the room? John. Okay. This might sound a little crazy, but people that are having trouble with insulin regulation in their bodies. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so who's having trouble with insulin regulation in your body? Anybody? Ma'am? Come up to John. Awesome. Okay. So, John needs a bit of help, he doesn't really. But so that we get activated, what I would like is a couple of people in this community that have faith for this miracle to come and pray. Actually, don't pray, just command the kingdom of God to come, declare. Okay, so there's just a few of you, there'll be more. Okay, who else has a word of knowledge? Tamara. During worship, I just, um, my head, my right side of my head started hurting really, really bad. And I just put my hand on my head. I was begging God for healing um, headaches. But now I realize it really wasn't me. It was a word of knowledge for somebody that's Good. begging God for migraines to be gone. Okay, who's that? Who's begging God for migraines to be gone? Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Anyone that's in that position, please come up. Okay, we've got three or four people. So um, I'm going to ask a couple of you guys. Could you go and pray with them as well? And then we've got some more people. Anyone else that feels an unction to pray? To, you can be a ministry team today. So come on up and pray. Okay. We're going to have one more. Judy. Burning and problems with your feet. Any kind of problems with your feet? Both of my feet have really been burning. Unnaturally. Unnatural burning in your feet. Feet issues. Anyone else? Okay. Any more words of knowledge? Michael. Eyes are being healed and ears are being healed. Okay, eyes and ears. Anything? Eyes and ears are being healed today. Okay, who has uh, hearing problems? Anyone has any hearing problems? Oh, I'll pop it in, in your ears. Eyes, any, anyone have eye problems? <laughs> All of us wearing glasses. What, me? No, I don't have any eyeglasses. Any problem? <laughs> Okay, all right, so we declare right now the kingdom of God. Guys, I want you to stretch your hands. Don't just take this passively, please. I want you to stretch out your hands to them and just declare kingdom of God, come. We're not to pray. Jesus didn't say to pray for the sick. He commanded us to heal the sick. So we declare right now in Jesus' name uh, healing and we take authority over the spirit of infirmity Right now, in Jesus' name, and we say be loosed, come off right now, in Jesus' name. Every generational issue, everywhere there's been anything within the generations that's that's empowering this, we take the blood of Jesus, and we put the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ, between you and your generations, and we take the sword of the Spirit, and we sever all generational issues now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Keep going, kingdom of God, come. Right now, will of heavenly daddy be done. Okay. Okay, that's probably long enough to pray. Anyone? Anyone have any any uh, change in their body? Any any sense? Anything? Okay. Anyone else? Headaches? You let us know. You don't you don't have one right now, but you be suffer from them. Okay. All right, is there anyone that, that has any sickness in their body that hasn't been, pr- hasn't had a word of knowledge called out for them yet? Anybody that has any sickness that you want healing for? Okay. Okay. So, hands up. I want to I invite you to stand up if you need healing, and I want you as many as, I want to authorize all of you as a ministry team. So I want you to go and find somebody that needs some healing and just release the kingdom of God into them. Put the anointing upon them. So just release the life of heaven into them and see the kingdom of God. We're going to see the kingdom of God move. Okay, awesome. (laughs) Kingdom of God, come. I'll see it. Uh, you need some prayer? You're healthy. Blast. Awesome. Holy Spirit. Whew. Fire of God fall all across this room right now in Jesus name. Kingdom of God, come. Anybody having any, any change in their body? Any shift? Oh, oh, it's it's good. Good. Keep carry, on. carry on, carry on. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Ah, Kingdom of God, come. Uh, We come on a shift right now in Jesus' name. Oh. So is anybody feeling a shift? Anything change in anybody's body? Nadia? Um, So I have eye problems. I have dry eye syndrome that's been diagnosed, but this morning my eyes were hurting really bad, and I had a headache on the front of my head, Um, and I woke up, and I just started moving around, and it kind of went away, but when I had prayer over here, I just felt a lot of heat, not uncomfortable, but it was really warm, and it just kind of overflowed on my body, and I had to lay down, and When I was laying down, I just could feel it coming from my eyes, like on the sides and coming all the way down. And just, it started to feel better. Awesome. Thank you, Nadia. Well, seal it, Lord. Seal it, Lord. All right. You guys can carry on. Carry on praying, ministering. Uh, We just declare right now, Everybody, where there was a word of knowledge, everybody get healed. We release. Lord, you release healing grace and the healing angels upon us, Lord. Okay. I am going to try and preach in 10 minutes. I can guarantee you it will be 15. It's likely to be 20, but there we go. You can, but try. (laughs) You know, we just, Ash preached a great message on uh, last week on um, Hebrews chapter 12 about being free and throwing off the weight that holds us down and the sin that clings so closely to us. And... um, fixing our eyes upon Jesus. And I want to take that I want to take that a little further or we'll take that on again today and talk about that. So I'm going to I'm I'm going to ask you to turn to uh, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, I just love the book of Colossians. It's so rich and so there's so much depth to it, and so much of Christ in it. Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to read from verse 1. Uh, to verse 11 of Colossians chapter 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, which you have been if you are born again, if you've said yes to Jesus, if you've made him your Lord and Savior, if you've asked him to set you free from your sin, you have been raised from the dead and you've been raised with Christ. So if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, they're here, where's that? In Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave free, but Christ is all and in all. If you read through Colossians 1 and 2, we haven't really got the time, but if you, if you were to read through Colossians 1 and 2, you would see that we... Uh, what has happened to us in Christ Jesus. And And Paul says that we've been conveyed, we've been transferred out of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom and the inheritance of the saints in the light, in the kingdom of the beloved son. You know, Jesus is the king of the kingdom. You can't have the kingdom without the king. Jesus said when he came to the earth, the kingdom of God is at hand, the kingdom of God is near, the kingdom of God is within. That is true today because Jesus is at hand, he's near, and he's within each one of us. And so the kingdom of God is here because Jesus is in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so your kingdom, when we pray the kingdom of God come, the kingdom of God is in you. Okay. And me. And so we can read, we've been conveyed out of that, we've been transferred, we've been forgiven, there's been the redemption of our sins, there has been, uh, we've been reconciled, we've been made holy, we've been made blameless, we've been made above reproach in his sight. That's all in chapter one. That's what God has done for us in Christ Jesus, that those of us that are in Christ are now seated with him in the heavenly places. He's in, in chapter two. He talks about us being circumcised, not you know in the in the uh, in the Jewish tradition that they would circumcise the boys in the in the you know at a very early on the seventh day of their lives, and that would represent a putting off of the flesh. But Jesus has come not to circumcise our, uh, us in that natural, but to circumcise our hearts. Paul says to actually remove the body of flesh from us, to remove the power of flesh from us. So we've been made alive. Jesus has cancelled the written code which stood against us, and where the enemy was able to point out, you've done this wrong, you've done this wrong, you've done this wrong. It's canceled when that was nailed to the cross. When Jesus came off the cross, yours and my sin stayed on it. It didn't come off it with him. And, we've been, and he's disarmed the powers and the, uh, and the principalities. And, and, we've, and we've entered, not into, as we entered into the cross, we entered into the Christ's death. But if through the cross, we entered into Christ's resurrection and with his ascension and his glorification. And we are now seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Paul says, if then you have been raised with Christ. The only way that you have not been raised with Christ is if you haven't put Jesus as, as your Lord and Savior. But if you have, you are raised with Christ Jesus. And your life is hidden with, Christ, with God. So the past tense is, you are, you are, uh, you've been raised. Notice the tense, it's past tense. You, are, you have been raised. Your position now is seated with Christ in heavenly places. The current tense is, your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is hidden. When Paul's saying this, he's saying, Christ is your life. Christ is our life. If you need healing, The answer is Christ. If you need freedom, Christ. If you need relationship uh, change, uh, you need uh, reconciliation, Christ. If you need forgiveness, it's Christ. If you need wisdom, it's Christ Jesus. If you need power, it's Christ Jesus. Christ is our all. Everything that you and I need for salvation and for life is in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer. Not just a Sunday school answer of the little kid saying, Jesus, but literally Jesus. Reality, Jesus. And our life is hidden with Christ in God. And so Jesus, Paul's saying this, look, you've got a choice to live. You've been raised with Christ, but you've got a choice to live. And so in, 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 we're going to jump around a little bit. But in, and I forgot my jacket again. In, um, in verse, what is it, 10? Something like that. Nine. So in Somewhere in there, where is it? <laughs> verse nine. I've to put my jacket back on. Primarily because I'm going to do an illustration and it's the only piece of clothing that I want to take off. <laughs> for your sake and for my sake. Probably more for your sake, actually. <laughs> and so what, Jesus is say, what Paul is saying here is, before we were in Christ, we were in our old nature. We were dead, we were hostile, we were enemies of God, we were powerless, we were slaves. We couldn't do anything about it, that's why we needed a saviour. Your own good works, your own religion, your own ability is absolutely pitiful and nothing. And you have no power to save yourself. I have no power to save myself because there's this thing called sin that's dwelling on the inside of me that causes me every time I want to do something in the right, actually pulls me back into the things that I, that I don't want to do. Okay, so Paul says, you were once when you were in your old nature, before you came to Christ, you were clothed, you had an old nature. This was your being, your reality. But Paul says this: he says, When you came to Christ, what did you do? You put it off, you took it off. Actually, the word means stripped naked. Like I said, this is all that's coming off. (laughs) When we came to Christ, what happened to us? We were our hearts were circumcised, we were stripped naked of our old self. The old you does not exist anymore. The old me does not exist anymore. Once we've come into Christ, if anyone's in Christ, they are what? A new creation. So we came out of this place of being slaves to sin and being under the power of the enemy. That is not your identity anymore. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are no longer under the power of the enemy. We are no longer under the power and the whim of the enemy for him to do whatever he likes with us. We are not, we are. Come, we have come out, we have put off the old nature. We've taken it off, we've stripped naked. We're no longer, there's no trace of that old nature left in our inner man, in our spirit, right? And Paul then goes on to say in verse, it's verse 10, therefore, because what, what We've, we've put off that old nature and then we put on the new nature. So what does it mean to put it off? It means that the things that he lists around sexual immorality or impurity, uh, the passions, the des- evil desires, those things that we put above God, the things that we desire more than God, things like uh, the, the, uh, the covetousness, which basically is, I want what you've got all things like rage and anger and malice and gossip and obscene talk and all these other things that we live with that we've experienced that is part of the human natural human relationship and behavior because of the sin on the inside of us. And Paul says all of that relates to the old nature. There's no room for anxiety in Christ. There's no room for gossip in Christ. There's no room for for, for sexual immorality in Christ. There's no room for unrighteous anger. There's no room for, for rage. There's no room for malice and slander. There's no room for unforgiveness. There's no room for anything in Christ because it all relates to your old nature. And he says, so you've put on a new nature. To put that on, the word actually literally means to sink into clothing, to sink into. So you put off the old, you've been stripped naked, now you've put on the new, you, we've put on the new, which is to be sunk into Christ Jesus. To sink back into the reality of who he is, to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, to be to be loved by the Father and to experience him. We've sunk, we, of the clothing that we've gone is we've sunk into the clothing. Like, oh, you know when you get a nice jacket or you get something... Um, and you, 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 you put a nice jacket on, it's warm, and it's a cold day, and you kind of sink into that jacket. You know, Ash and I have been walking in the mornings, and, and, and my shoulders get sore sometimes, because when it's cold, I kind of walk like this. <laughs> you know, because I'm trying to keep myself warm. But what I need is a nice jacket. Don't, give, don't buy me one, this is not a plug. What I need is a nice jacket to sink into. And what what Paul's saying is, we put on Christ, we've sunk into Christ. Your nature has changed. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are now filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, he says, because of that, you've you've got to live in the reality of that. The first thing to do is to set your mind on things above. Look up and keep looking. That's the word. It's a present tense, which basically means you're always doing it. Look up and keep looking. Fix your eyes not on the earthly realm. When I was preparing, the Lord gave me this little song, and I won't sing it to you because it's for me only. But it was basically it was don't be earthly. Don't be earthly. To be earthly is to be full of anxiety, to be full of fear, to be full of worry. It's to be full of anger and lust and hatred. It's to be full of negativity. It's to be full of covetousness. It's to be full of things that I put above God, my desire for other things. That's to be earthly. Paul's saying, don't be earthly. That's not becoming of you. You don't live down here anymore. You live up here. You live in the realm of heaven. You've put on Christ, as he says in Galatians. Those of you that have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You've, put, you've sunk into him. You've now been realigned and, and you're being renewed and transformed. Where? In the knowledge of your mind. Where your thinking is getting transformed and changed back into the original design where, of God, where we actually eat from the tree of the knowledge of good of knowledge, the tree of life, I should say, and we end and we are re-imaged. You know, when we when God made us, Adam and Eve, He made us in His image. And the work of Jesus in part was to re-image humanity in the in the likeness of Christ and to make us like him so we're not victims we're not powerless we're not slaves to sin but because of the power and the righteousness of Christ paul says therefore put it off so we have to, so how is the question and we so we have to turn to romans chapter 8 to get the answer for that Because what I'm not talking about is striving. What I'm not talking about is beating ourselves up and saying, woe is me, I'm a miserable sinner. No, the, the reality, we've got to understand first and foremost that our position and our address and our fundamental nature has changed. Once we understand that, we understand that we're in Christ Jesus. Therefore, when we're in Christ, the entire realm of heaven is available to us and the power of the Holy Spirit is available to us to lead us, to guide us and to strengthen us. There's no condemnation if we suffer from these things, if we're, if we're struggling with sin. It's just that Paul's saying, don't put up with it, don't tolerate it. It's amazing what we tolerate, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing how much we just let go and let go and, and put, uh, allow to go by a little lie here and there, a little thing, a little bit of a second look, a little bit of anger, a little bit of indignation, a little bit of how dare they do that, a little bit of gossip. Oh, did, did you hear that? But Paul says this in Romans chapter eight, verse 13. He says, if you live according to the flesh, which is to think about and and live in all the things that uh, Paul's just talked about to not do. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. If you gossip, that gossip will be death to you. It will ruin your life. If you're angry, that anger will be death to you. If you have a lot of rage or if you have struggling with pornography addiction, those things will be death to you, right? But Paul says this, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So here's the key. The first key is that we need to know that we're in Christ Jesus and that our fundamental nature has changed. That we're seated with Christ in heavenly places and we're not called to live in an earthly way. First point. Second point is we have the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do we get free? How do we live free? How do we live pure? We live pure by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that looks like this put to death the misdeeds of the body, put to death the deeds of the body, put to death those things. This is what it looks like for me. I might be tempted to do something. I might be tempted to lie. Let's just say uh, somebody, I meant to do something for somebody, and they asked me if I've done it, and it was an important task, and I've got a choice in that moment, right? My first choice is, uh, of course I did it. Lies. But I'm doing that because I want to get out of punishment, right and so I make a lie it's just a little lie it doesn't really matter so I'm going to make a lie oh yeah I did it and then I didn't do it or you know I, I'm maybe I'm feeling uh, a level of anxiety and fear and worry about something The this is the Holy Spirit how do I put that to death the Holy Spirit in the moment comes to me and says hey Murray you don't want to lie because you put off that self that's not who you are anymore and so in, for me, that's, uh, as I'm in that moment, as I'm about to be tempted to say I'm going to lie and say, yes, I did it, the Holy Spirit says, hey, Mary, shh, don't do that. Put that to death. And so the Holy Spirit sp- speaks to my heart. And in that moment, I say, actually, no, that's my old life. No, I'm sorry, I haven't done it. I didn't, I didn't do it. And I tell the truth. And it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to my heart and causes me to say, to, to wake up to the reality of his righteousness and, and that moment and as I'm, as I'm tempted, as I'm about to step off the cliff, he pulls me back and, and I get to make a decision for his righteousness. I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of a, you know, let's say I'm struggling with anxiety and I'm struggling with fear about something. And you know, fear and anxiety is not godly. It's actually sin. Because Jesus said, don't worry about anything. And so I'm, I'm, I'm wallowing in fear, I'm wallowing in that anxiety, or I'm ready, I, I'm about to speak. You know, in, in Genesis chapter three, I think, or four, it says of Cain and Abel, you know, Abel murdered his brother. He, he, Abel and Cain both gave gifts, to uh, offerings to the father, and Abel's God liked, and Cain's God didn't like. And, and we don't need to go into all of that, but when God comes to, Abel, to Cain, God says to him, hey, why is your face downcast? And he says, sin is crouching at your door and it wants to have mastery over you, but you must have mastery over it. You know that sin, because we're still in the flesh, sin is always crouching at your door. It's always looking to have mastery over you. It's always looking to get you to lie, to look again, to, to be angry, to rise up in your own justice, whatever it might be, to put other things in place of God. That sin crouching at the, at the door, like the power of the Spirit, the, the way that we put to death the misdeeds of the body is that the, the Spirit gives us mastery over that thing and we shut the door, Right? So it's in the moment we put to death the misdeeds of the body. But we also put to death the misdeeds of the body by the Spirit because when, when we fall into sin and when we, dis, when, we, when we do something that we knew wasn't right but we did it anyway for whatever reason, the, the Spirit is there and available to us to actually, when we come back to Him, to say, Lord, why did I do that? What was the root of that? What does my heart need to know Holy Spirit, shine your light on it. Holy Spirit, bring me freedom because I don't want to step into that place again because it's below who I've been called to be. And so the Holy Spirit not just deals with us in the moment, although I love that dealing with him in the moment when he comes. And uh, my desire and my prayer for all of us is that we get more and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit in the moment, that the battle to put to death the sinful nature becomes easier and easier because it is really the door is slammed shut. But when we open the door and we've fallen into sin, coming back to Jesus, coming back to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, I'm in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation because you know condemnation stops us from coming back to him, right? So there's no condemnation, so I come back to Jesus and then I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you get to the root of those issues in my life so that I can, you can deal with any ungodliness, any uh, people-pleasing, any uh, passion or something that's at a deep level that I don't, I'm not sure about or I, that's motivating me and maybe a lack of comfort that's motiva- motivating me to sin and would you bring your healing to that moment, Holy Spirit, and he's faithful and just and he's gonna do that. So we put to death the misdeeds of the body. We put to death those things by the Spirit twofold in the moment, and then coming back to him and saying, here I am, Lord, search me, know me, see if there's any offensive way in me, lead me in the way of everlasting. And the Holy Spirit teaches us and guides us into that truth. One of the things that I love, one of the the, the ways that I, as I'm, I'm struggling to, uh, you know, maybe get into, uh, I've got some anxiety or I've got some fear going on. Here's a, the other way that the Holy Spirit helps me, is he reminds me of a scripture, like Psalm 62 verse 9, where it says, uh, do not be anxious, but pour out your heart to him. And so here in the moment, the Holy Spirit's saying, uh, I'm here and i and, 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 part of my victory of putting to death the the things of the flesh is to say to the Holy Spirit, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling worried. I've got this going on. This feels oppressive. And the Holy Spirit, as I pour out that to him, the Holy Spirit rushes in and breathes life and joy and reorients me. What, What have I done just then? I put the flesh to death by the Spirit. The 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 Proverbs chapter eight, verse 13, it says this, the fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. For us to truly fear the Lord, the the definition is that we absolutely hate evil. Hebrews, I think it's one or two, quoting the scripture, it says that God um, anointed Jesus with the oil of gladness above his peers. But the reason why he did that, it says, is because he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God anointed you. Do you love righteousness and do you hate wickedness? Or do you tolerate the wickedness? Do you tolerate little bits of sin in your life and just let it go by thinking it's gonna be okay? Listen, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but the reality is we don't have to live that way. Don't be earthly. Set your mind on things above. And when we fall into sin, Christ is with us. He's our all in all. And we're moving into a day where I feel, I know that the Holy Spirit is moving powerfully, where actually there's no place for mixture. There never has been, to be honest. I don't know why we need a prophetic word to think that there's going to be no place for mixture. There's never been any place for mixture, because God is without mixture, and we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, and therefore we are are, have the a power and the ability and the calling by the Spirit, by the blood of Jesus to be without mixture. Put to death the misdeeds of the body. I love those moments where the God sovereignly comes and he does something and he sets you free like a healing that bam and then something happens. Or you've been struggling with an issue, let's say an addiction, and, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes whew, and, and, and you get set free. I love those moments, but I also love the moments as Paul's saying here in the put off, um, put to death the body, it's the ongoing war, the ongoing put to death by the Spirit. What does he go on to say in verse 14? And I'm gonna wrap up. All who led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. In other words, you're going down this way, you're about to step into sin, you're led by the Holy Spirit and you get turned away. That's your sonship. That's the reality of who God's made you to be. And for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Just in case we were worried about it, if we're in Christ Jesus, we're sons. As sons, we're led by the Spirit. As sons, we have the power of the Holy Spirit and we're able to walk completely free from all of this. And this is the reality. If we can read more on into Romans, is all of creation is waiting for us to be revealed as the pure sons of God, full of the Holy Spirit and the power. I'm over time, by a long time. I want to invite you to stand. And maybe you look at this list and you go, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't struggle with... Um, all of those things. I don't struggle with any of those things. I'm good. But don't let that list be the only list. Everything that we we put above God in any of our any dimension of our lives is sin. That's what that word, evil desire. The desire is that is that desire for something, deep passion for it. anything that we have deep passion for more than. If we go on to read, and what I want to do is I want to speak a blessing over you in Colossians chapter 12, verse 3, 12 to 17, and um, I'm going to bless you. So if you can just keep your eyes open, look at me, here's what I want to do. I want to bless you, uh, this is, and this is straight from Scripture. I bless you as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. To put on compassionate hearts, put on kindness, put on humility, put on meekness, and put on patience. I bless you to bear with one another in love. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Every place that we have in our lives where we can't bear with one another or we have complaints with others where we can't forgive them, we're being earthly. I bless you not to be earthly. I bless you to forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. I bless you above all things to put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I bless you, put on love. Sink into love, because love is Christ. Sink into the depths of the love of Christ. I bless you with the peace of Christ ruling in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. Every place where we don't live in peace, every place where we're anxious, where we have anxious thoughts, anxiety, worry, fear, all of those things, those are actually earthly. And I bless you with the peace of Christ ruling in your hearts. I bless you to be thankful. You know, grumbling and complaining is earthly. I bless you to be thankful by the power of the Spirit. may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And I bless you to teach and exhort one another in all wisdom. I bless you to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I bless you in whatever you do in word or deed, to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I bless you with the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, receive Him. Receive Him, receive the Holy Spirit again. Drink Him in again afresh. Christ is your life. The Holy Spirit is, his, is your power. He's your freedom, He's your joy, He's your peace. He's everything that you need. The answer isn't try harder, the answer is sink deeper. Sink into Christ. Plunge yourselves into the depths of His grace and His goodness. Find yourself loved unconditionally. And that moment where you wanted to set your eyes upon Him, and you did it for like 20 minutes, and then you forgot to do it and you got busy. Don't let that busyness, don't let the fact that you forgot put you off coming back. Just remember, it's grace. He just wants you to invite you straight back in. Fix your eyes back on Him again. No need to worry. No need to work hard. Just get your eyes back on Him again he is our freedom he is our joy I feel like there's some of us that are here this morning this afternoon that have actually been struggling with sin there's been an area and a stronghold in your life where you haven't been able to get breakthrough and we would love to minister to you today to join in with you believing God for breakthrough Maybe it's something that's out in the open. Maybe it's something that's hidden that others don't know about. But we want to partner with you and believe God for the Holy Spirit to overwhelm you, to bring you breakthrough. Because Jesus is the tree of life. and We live in the tree of life in His shadow. So that's you, Without shame, we're going to close the meeting. I'm going to invite Ash to come back up. But I want to invite you. If there's some sin in your area where you've tried, but you haven't been able to get breakthrough, I want to invite you to come. as a ministry team here, and we're going to pray. Believe God. It's not that coming up is anything in special particularly, but we're just in faith together, believing God.